Hello, welcome to today's immigration tidbit. Okay, well, the I-134 is generally used when someone wants to come visit, uh, and they can show that they won't become a public charge, or it could be used in conjunction with a fiancé application um, before uh, it would be approved and before you'd have to do the normal uh, you know, affidavit of support. But either way, it's going to be very difficult based on your particular crime. Uh, first, you have to delineate whether or not the crime makes you an aggravated felon or not. Okay? And there's all kinds of crimes and situations that make someone an aggravated felon. Uh, of course, we immigration lawyers have fought over the years uh, the very broad definition of multiple items and have won a few as to why they should not be considered uh, aggravated felonies. But, you know, without looking at the statutory language of what you were convicted under, uh, I can't say for certain. But when you have a crime of violence with a sentence of more than a year, then you're considered an aggravated felon. And I would suspect there's not a lot of ways to argue out of the fact that attempted murder is a crime of violence. No doubt about that. And I would also probably suspect you received a sentence of more than a year, which makes you an aggravated felon. So the next thing I would have to uh, determine is whether or not you pled guilty or not. And if you did plead guilty whether you had the advice of an immigration attorney or no, or you had the wrong advice. Uh, for example, if you pled and your attorney said, all you have to do is plead to this and you'll get three years in prison instead of 25 years, and then you'll be home free and be able to live home and be with your family and you'll never be deported. I mean, I exaggerate, but let's, let's just assume something like that was said. And you signed it and pled. Well... You could do various motions to get back into criminal court in order to vacate that crime or to make it so that the sentence would be less than a year. Uh, and if that were all successful and done properly, you would no longer be considered an aggravated felon. However, when you have a crime such as attempted murder, uh, and I'm guessing that you probably had a sentence of around 10 years, give or take, um, then you are deported for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter what you fill out. Now, given I said that, there are ways of doing it, but uh, you want to always take the path more probable to try to get back into the United States. And if that's the case, then you're going to have to do criminal relief. And in addition to what I already said I needed to know, I would need to know if it's federal or state. Uh, if it's state law, of course, the particular statutes in the state that determine whether or not it's removable or whether or not you are able to uh, reduce the crime and so forth rests between two different kinds of lawyers. It is a criminal lawyer and an immigration lawyer. Okay, And this is, uh, for example, if you're outside the state of California, uh, then you would, you would, what my firm does in cases like that is you would get a criminal lawyer uh, who then could work with my office 
to uh, let them know exactly what needs to be done and we can even give them samples and prepare it and then they can alter it based on the statutes of their particular state and go forward with there. And it's not easy doing criminal relief. I mean, you know any lawyer who says they guarantee you success or there's no way they're going to lose, uh, you need to say thank you, goodbye, and never walk back in their door again. Uh, but the fact is, uh, unless you want to stay outside the U.S. for the rest of your life, uh, you have to try what's most probable here. And the reason I would need to know if it's federal or state is because if it's a federal crime that you play guilty to, those rarely are overturned. Those rarely are reduced. So if I was doing criminal relief, I would much prefer a state crime than a federal crime. Because the reality and the numbers are, are better. That's just how it is. Uh, and then there's also other forms of relief as well. Um, again, assuming it's a state crime, and let's say you do criminal relief and it's denied, you can, of course, go up and appeal it. But uh, you could also try for a pardon a full and unconditional pardon from the governor of the state. That also being said is not easy to do, uh, especially depending what state you're from. You know, if you happen to be from Florida or Texas, you know, one of those types of states, um, you will have a virtually impossible time of trying to get something vacated, okay? Or, or sorry, trying to get a pardon petition. It doesn't mean you can't try, uh, but that would be the next thing. Now, let's say that you want to try the other routes first, and those would involve non-immigrant visas with a waiver. Now, you qualify for a waiver for a non-immigrant visa, whereas you don't qualify for a waiver for an immigrant visa because you're an aggravated felon based on, you know, this information. So let's say, for example, uh, you know, people always ask, they go, well, can I get a visitor visa with a non-immigrant waiver? Well, you can certainly apply, uh, but you got the card stacked against you. I mean, if you, you have to understand that with a visitor visa, you have to prove that you intend on going back to your home country once you're done. And that's the first item. So here... If you have a visitor visa, um, you know, you're going to show that you were in the U.S. for many years or however long you were here uh, and that you were deported and probably your whole family is here. So you're going to have a very difficult time showing your intent to return back. That's the first part of it. Then there's the waiver itself. And essentially what you're doing is you're saying, well, I know that I was convicted of attempted murder, but I'm asking you, immigration, to forget about it and let me in. And that's a hard burden as well. Uh, you, you will really have to have some facts on your side. I mean, I, I don't know the facts of how you were convicted. And again, if you pled and the circumstances of it, you know, some people will take a plea uh, because they don't speak the language really and they don't understand what's going and all they know is some criminal uh, attorney says uh, this is the best you're going to get if you don't do this you're going to spend the rest of your life in jail type thing scares you into signing um, or you have some kind of code of ethics where you were you know uh, trying to save somebody 
um, and, and I don't mean like self-defense. I mean like someone who really should have taken the, the legal blame for this and, they, and you were protecting them. You know, there might be all kinds of facts, but it depends on your case. So the short answer <laughs> to your question is no. Okay, th that's not the route you need to take. The longer answer, of course, is you would need a consultation uh, so that I could determine exactly what the uh, all the issues are uh, as outlined above. Okay? Short Cast Club.